Hello, everyone, and welcome into Dreaming of Mickey podcast. I'm your host, Brady Amo. Today is Thursday, December 1st. It's the very first podcast of Dreaming of Mickey. We kind of uh, something the kids and I uh, kicked around those ideas of doing a podcast. I already do a blog. Uh, you can find that at bunch24.wordpress.com. I'm going to try to come up with a, a domain name for that one day. Uh, but right now it's bunch24, B-U-N-C-H-24.wordpress.com. Anyway, uh, we had talked about doing a podcast. We had kicked around a bunch of names. And um, it was one of my Logan, uh, the middle child Logan, said that, you know, he's always dreaming of Mickey. So I said, let's go with Dreaming of Mickey podcast. This is a pretty cool idea. And uh, so here you go. This is the first one. Uh, just to let you know, this podcast is sponsored by Fairy Tale Journeys by Brady. Obviously, I'm Brady, so full disclosure, I'm an independent travel agent uh, affiliated with Fairytale Journeys, uh, which is an authorized Disney travel planner. Uh, you know, we're around the holidays now. We're, what, you know, 24 days left until Christmas. Um, and if you're looking for something to give the family or give the kids for Christmas, how about a trip to Disney World? Um, you can surprise them, um, you know, have something under the tree for them and, and let them know that um, whether it's you're going – uh, you know, in February, or you're going in June, or you're not going until December of next year. It's still something they can look forward to. It's something they can they can have. And at Fairy Tale Journeys by Brady, I will do everything I can to give you the best price possible, and then to help you along the way as far as uh, you know, making Fast Pass uh, Plus uh, reservations, making dining reservations, making sure your uh, your magic bands are done and customized and, and everything. You know, there's a lot that goes into a Disney trip, and if you're a first-time guest, it can be quite overwhelming. There's a lot of little things that you might not know about, and then you get there and you're like, oh, man, I wish I'd have known this beforehand. So uh, that's what that's where I come into play. Obviously, I am a fee-free agency, which means that you don't pay me anything. I will not charge you extra. Um, doesn't matter if you call me at 2 o'clock in the morning or you call me on a Sunday afternoon when I'm with my family. I'm going to answer the phone. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to do everything in my power to uh, make sure you have a magical stay. I do Walt Disney World. Obviously, that's the uh, the specialty. That's the, the, the field that I specialize in. That's the one I'm most familiar with. Uh, but also could do Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Alani, and many other things. So you can email me at ftjbrady at gmail.com. Once again, that's ftjbrady at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Fairytale Journeys by Brady on Facebook. And also you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Brady Amon, A-Y-M-O-N-D-F-T-J on Twitter. the show started we're gonna start off uh, from that basically we're gonna follow so you can know for the rest of the time hopefully you you continue to listen to this podcast as long as I'm, I'm doing it um, we're gonna start off with some news and notes and then we're gonna do uh, a little thing we like to do around the house called would you rather so stick around for that it's a pretty fun little game I should call it and then I'll do my Hakuna Matata tip for today and then we'll finish it with some email listener questions uh, Twitter feedback, anything like that. So uh, any, any questions that you might have for me, I'll answer them at the end of the show, and that'll be it. So we'll start off with some news and notes. Um, I should also mention, I'm going to throw a top five in there. I like to do a top five every once in a while, uh, but today we'll do a top five. Uh, being that it is Christmas season, I want to do a top five 
uh, things we love about the holidays at Disney. So, uh, but first of all, we'll start off with some news and those things that just happened recently at Disney World. They recently announced that Food and Wine Festival for 2017 dates have been announced. Uh, they're going to go from August 31st to the beginning of November, or the, the middle of November, I should say. And um, that's going to make it 75 days. If you're familiar with Food and Wine, it usually starts uh, around October or end of September. Now they're going to go all the way to the end of August to through um, through November. So if you're a big fan of the Food and Wine, which I know a lot of people are, um, that's some good news for us because you have the whole month of September now that's on there and the best thing about the food and wine to me obviously the food's good the the wine obviously is good um all the various events are going eat, you know eat to the beat concert series at epcot obviously the big thing at epcot is all the world showcase stuff but to coincide with all that you know during the month of september and october is when you are dealing with all the halloween stuff at disney world so you have the halloween party uh, mickey's not so scary halloween party and then you have all the Halloween decorations uh, all around Magic Kingdom. Uh, and then you sw- switch into November, I guess around November 2nd, November 3rd, and you start with the Christmas parties. So it's kind of a perfect time to go. I like to time it to where I go, like at the beginning of November, so I can take advantage of all the uh, holiday festivities. The All the uh, decorations will be up uh, the first part of November, and then obviously they have all the Christmas parties and uh, everything and we'll get to that later with the top five we'll, we'll go through the things we like about the holidays at uh at disney world uh so that's that's good news that the food and wine festival will be um you know be extended and that'll be a good thing for people that maybe can't go because they want to go in september but they, and they can't get out there till you know uh, they can't get out there in october november so now those people that do go in september early september around labor day weekend they'll get a chance to experience the Food and Wine Festival. And obviously that means that they're going to add some things to the Eat to the Beat concert series because there's extra weekends involved. So hopefully more musical guests and a lot more fun to be had uh, over the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. Um, The next uh, story, and I thought this was interesting because when I mentioned it to my oldest son, who is a huge fan of the monorail at Disney, he he was freaking out because he thought, well, I'll, I'll get to it. Anyway, Disney has announced a new sky dine around the Walt Disney World Resort, and it's basically you dine. It's a it's called a, it's kind of a monorail crawl, so to speak. Uh, but but it's with dining. And when I told my son that, he was like, "Oh, Dad," he said, "It would be fun to eat on the monorail." Well, that's not what it is. Actually, what it is is you do get on the monorail, um, but you go from you make a circuit around the monorail resort so you start off at um the wave of american flavors which is in disney contemporary resort you have a welcome cocktail there and then you get on the monorail and you go to the polynesian and then you um have appetizers and drinks there and then from the polynesian you go back to grand floridian and you have the uh a wine pairing uh an entree with a wine pairing at citricos and then um you get some uh, after after you dinner do your dinner you get sparkling wine and artisanal cheeses in the in the lobby and then the last stop obviously is you head back to the monorail for the dessert party um, on a private patio as you watch wishes over Cinderella Castle so uh, just kind of recapping it obviously it's going on right now I mean it's not going on right now but it's it's, it's selling it right now. Um, 
you start off at the contemporary, you go over to the Polynesian for appetizers, then you move over to Korean Floridian for your entree and um, wine and cheese, and then you go to back to the contemporary where you started the, the, the loop and you have your dessert and fireworks party. Pretty good deal. Obviously, it's a hard ticket event, and by hard ticket event, I mean you have to buy a ticket to enter this to go into this. It's a um, the cost is $150 per person. Gratuity is included, taxes additional. So, looking at what, probably about $160, $170 total per adult or per person. And, and they're, they're going to do it Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, beginning December 2nd. Uh, reservations are now open. They opened on November 29th. Um, they're not going to be any dine arounds, obviously, between December 23rd and December 31st. I say obviously, but. I should I should uh, you know I should clarify that December twenty third and December thirty first is a huge uh, time at Disney World. It's very packed, and taking one of the monorails out of the loop uh, during that time is, is is probably not very smart. So they won't have that uh, highway in the sky done around during that time. Um, but obviously, if the park at the Contemporary, um, you can do a valet park in there. And from there, you'll just return back there that night, and you'll be able to go home if you're capable of driving. <laughs> you haven't had no, too much wine and cheese. Um, it's a pretty good deal, though. You know, $150, and you get a chance to eat at three uh, really nice uh, Disney resorts. And, uh, you know, Citricos is a, is a wonderful place, and obviously the Wave is another popular place in Contemporary. So you get a chance to sample three or four different cuisines because – you start off at Contemporary, which is more of American fare, and then you move over to Polynesian, which will have that, um, you know, island flavor, the tribe, the, the Polynesian flavor, and then you move over to Grand Floridian, uh, which is more fine dining. So uh, you could call 407-WDW-DINE to uh, make your reservations. If you plan on going to Disney uh, in the next couple weeks, you get a chance to do that. That's all I got for news for today. I had some other stuff I wanted to look at, but I'm going to move it on and uh, try to uh, continue this uh, podcast, keeping that momentum going. And the next thing I want to do, since I did talk about the holidays and I talked about the fact that it's uh, you know busy time during holidays, I want to talk a little bit about the top five things I like about Disney World during the holidays. You can see all these lists on my blog, which I mentioned earlier, bunch24.wordpress.com. Um, this one's a little bit old. I think I did this one last year, but it still stays. Um, and I'm going to go in order of uh, five, five to one. So the, the number one will be the last one. Try to be real quick. Obviously, I uh, don't want to make this podcast too long. I'd like for you guys to come back and, and listen to me again. So number five, the top five things I love about Disney World during the holidays. Number five, Christmas trees in every park. I am a huge Christmas tree fan. I love Christmas trees. Um, it's a tradition in our household that the day after Thanksgiving, we usually go get a Christmas tree. This year, we had, we had company, so we didn't get a chance to go until the Sunday after Thanksgiving. But uh, the tree is up. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's nice blinking lights, a lot of Disney ornaments in it. Uh, but the trees at Disney World are amazing. And every park has one. Animal Kingdom. Uh, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, um, 
and and, and Disney uh, Magical King, Magic Kingdom, call it Magical Kingdom, Magic Kingdom. They all have one. Animal Kingdom is my favorite because obviously it's animal themed, and they have a lot of like uh, wood carving ornaments in there. They're just beautiful, and and every every one of them is nice nice photo opportunity. I think we have pictures of our kids in front of the Animal Kingdom and uh, Magic Kingdom ones uh, for sure. So that's number five. Number four, this is a is is a good. It's almost a tip, but uh, resort park hopping to see the decorations. I just had a, a friend of mine go to Disney World um, over the Thanksgiving holidays, and he asked me, what can we do that's free? Uh, there's a lot of people that do that because you get there and you have X amount of days to use in the park, and then maybe you have an extra day that you don't have a park ticket for, but you still want to enjoy Disney. Well, here's something you could do. Park hop. I mean, a resort, resort hopping, sorry. And, with, and what I mean by that is take the bus, take the monorail, take the boat, and go check out the lobbies at some of the Disney resorts. So whether you're staying at Port, or- Port Orleans or Pop Century or All-Star Music or Grand Floridian, it doesn't matter if you're staying at a value, moderate, or deluxe. Anybody that visits Disney can go to these uh, those resorts and they can go to the lobbies. And they all have something special. They all have something unique. Grand Floridian has the big gingerbread house. You've probably seen it if you watched the Food Network. They did a special a few years back. I think it was Food Network, maybe a travel channel. Uh, did a um, special a few years back on their gingerbread house, uh, how how long it takes them to do it. And it's, I mean, completely made of gingerbread and icing. Uh, it's something to look at. It's a, it's a little small, you know, treehouse type thing, but it's big enough to walk into. And they actually sell the shingles um, there. Uh, if you want to buy one of the shingles to to eat, you know, later in the trip, uh, Yacht Club has a big Christmas village. Uh, Animal Kingdom has, um, I believe, it's Animal Kingdom that has a, has a Christmas village also, but made out of chocolate, little chocolate candies. Uh, Wilderness Lodge has a huge tree, and obviously, Wilderness Lodge one of my favorite resorts with the big fireplace out in the middle of the lobby. But that's something you can do. Every resort has decorations for Christmas. And you can get on the bus, boat, monorail, and you can spend a day just taking in all the resort uh, Christmas decorations. Uh, number three, candlelight processional at Epcot. Now, as I wrote last year, full disclosure, I've never been to the candlelight processional. I have passed by as they were doing it. And basically what it is is it's the Christmas story uh, told through uh, the biblical Christmas story told by narrators. Um uh, famous narrators, you know, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, I believe, Doogie Hauser, if, if you don't know who NPH is. Um, he did it last night, I believe. Whoopi Goldberg does it. Uh, there's so many celebrities that come out and do these. Uh, you could do the, the, there's a package you can do to where you can go and sit in the crowd, watch it, and have dinner either before or after the show. Um, so if you're going to Disney in the holidays, that's something to definitely look at look into but the, but that being said the candlelight processional is really nice they have a beautiful choir that sings um like i said alongside the the uh, guest speaker so uh it's a very cool thing to see number two and this is uh you know obviously thanksgiving and christmas aside short lines great weather uh, it's it's still florida so we're not talking about 30 degrees but probably you know uh, 60s during the day, getting down into the 50s, maybe high 40s at night, but really pleasant weather. You're not, it's not June or July, so you're not sweating on every attraction. You're not, 
you know, uh, breaking out into a full sweat, walking from Haunted Mansion to Big Thunder Mountain. It's uh, it's very cool and comfortable in the parks. And because it's the holiday, because you're in the middle of the school year, there's shorter lines. Not as many people are traveling in the first month, first two weeks of December. Uh, not as many people traveling uh, the first few weeks of November until Thanksgiving. So you can take advantage of some very short lines uh, during the holidays at Disney. And then the number one is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. If you haven't done it yet, and you've been to Disney during the holidays, and you said, I don't know if it's worth it. Let me tell you, it's worth it. It's a hard ticket event, so you have to pay extra for it. It does not come with your park hopper or your base ticket. You have to actually pay for a ticket to get into the event. I think it's 60 something $70 for an adult. I should have that information, but maybe $30 for kids, whatever. They only let X amount of people in. I should have that information, too. I'll be better prepared next time, I promise you. But... They, they, it does, it sells out, but even when, if even if it's sold out, I'm talking 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes for the bigger, bigger rides, five minutes for Buzz Lightyear, five minutes for Jungle, which is Jingle Cruise during the holidays, five, 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes for Haunted Mansion. So during the day, the rides would be 25, 35, you know, 90 minute rot waits during the Christmas party. The rides, the lines are a, shot, a lot shorter. Okay, but the big thing, okay, free hot cocoa, free cookies, and it snows on Main Street. That's all during the Christmas party. And obviously, they have the big Christmas parade. I believe most nights it runs twice. Uh, so you'll be, you'll see Santa Claus at the end. Usually, Mickey's the last one um, at the, on the parades. But this time, it's because it's the Christmas party. It's Santa Claus, and it's awesome. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's easily worth the price of the extra ticket in my opinion I I, I love it uh, went you know in 2005 with my family with, my, with we only had one kid at the time but my mom my brother came and we did it and it was just one of the best experiences we ever had uh, the weather got cool so we were able to wear our long sleeve sweatshirts that we made especially for the trip and um, like I said the free hot chocolate the free cocoa being able to stand on Main Street as it snowed uh, and all the extra shows. There's so many different little shows um, because it's 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 a party. So they make it more of Christmassy than your normal everyday Magic Kingdom. It just kind of transforms into a new into it's a, a new park, so to speak. So there you go. That's my top five. What's yours? You can email me at ftjbrady at gmail .com. Let me know what your uh, top five favorite things about the holidays are things you love about the holidays at Disney World maybe there's something different maybe there's something that you enjoy more about the holidays at Disney just let me know ftjbrady at gmail.com Hakuna Matata what a wonderful phrase Hakuna Matata ain't no passing craze it means no so for our Hakuna Matata tip for the day Hakuna Matata means no worries if you're not familiar with that phrase, but Hakuna Matata tip of the day, and this is you know, this is the first show. I'm going to go with the number one tip I tell everybody. Any, anybody that ever plans a trip through me or even just contacts me and just wants to know. Number one tip, arrive early. I can't stress that any more than I am. Arrive early. Now, I realize telling everybody to arrive early means it's going to mess up this tip, but there's there's a window 
and the minute the park opens until about 10 15 10 30 and that's what I, that's i call that that's when the stroller brigade shows up there's about an hour and a half hour window where you can walk on a lot of rides with no weight very minimal weight and then the late arrivers or late arrivals will start to show up and that's when the park starts to get packed between the hours of 10 30 and 1 p.m the park fills up no matter what time of year it is um, now that's all relative filling up on fourth of july and christmas and easter is different than filling up on march 23rd or whatever or, or february 18th so keep that in mind but that being said arrive early check the park check the resort uh map when you get or the resort guide times guide when you get in uh see what time the park opens uh, plan to arrive at least 30 minutes before the park opening um so if park opens at nine o'clock magic kingdom opens at nine o'clock plan to be in line at 8 30 and i say so when i say plan to arrive at 8 30 i don't mean plan to leave at 8 30 don't get on the bus at 8 30 don't get in your car at 8 30 get in line at 8 30 there are a lot of times where disney will open a park 30 minutes before 15 minutes before and if if you're not there when that happens or if you're not there when the park opens right at nine you might be waiting you know 15 20 minutes just to get into the park and then once you get in you've already exhausted the first 45 minutes to an hour that you can get on a lot of rides um and that goes with every park uh, i mean every park if i can't tell you how many times we've gotten there right at you know 8 30 and got on got in the park and then got straight on expedition everest with no light no weight at all got straight on dwarf mine train with no weight at all just walked right onto the ride and then what you could do there is you could walk on the ride you can get off and get in line with your fast pass so you can not you can ride it a couple times maybe even three times if the park is not uh too full so that's my tip get there as early as possible um I'm not, look, I'll be the first to tell you, I am not an early riser. I uh, don't like waking up early, but on Disney vacations, I wake up at as early as possible, and I'm one of the first ones out the door. I'm ready to go, and because I've noticed that if you get there early and you get there before the stroller brigade shows up, you can do a lot. You can do a whole area of Magic Kingdom. You can knock out Fantasyland, and you can be moving on to Frontierland or Adventureland while everybody else is going through Fantasyland. So that's my Hakuna Matata tip for the day. It means no worries for the rest of your trip. It happened on one of them zippity-doo-dah days. Now that's the kind of day when you can't open your mouth without a song jump right out of it. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. So this part of the podcast we're going to do uh, is a thing we like to do around the house or when we drive and normally we do this when we drive into Disney World or sometimes when we go on other family vacations we're sitting around the car it's a long drive we start talking about Disney and kind of do a would you rather and that's what this is it's called would you rather it's basically pretty simple we give you two options um, you know would you rather do this or do that and the format we pretty much always we always do is is a meal um, a park and then a resort kind of thing. So three different things we do. And, you know, we kind of have fun with it when we do it in the car because we'll do some crazy stuff. Like we'll say, would you rather sleep? Uh, would you rather camp out at Jungle Cruise all night? Or would you rather, you know, uh, spend the night in the Animal Kingdom, Savannah or whatever? 
but that's kind of crazy stuff we do. So we'll keep this one pretty simple because it's the uh, first one we're doing. Obviously, I have with me Caleb and Logan Amo, both of them, my sons. Caleb's Hi. 13. Logan's um, 9, turning 10 in January. Uh, Caleb, you've been to Disney World, what, 13, 14 times? Yep. 13, and Logan, you've been, what, uh, about 10. 9, 10? So you've been, both of you've been your age, 13, you've been 10. I haven't been 43 times, so <laughs> I've only been the same amount of times as Caleb. So uh, the first one we'll start with is, is pretty easy. Uh, I say it's pretty easy because I think this is a clear-cut winner, but we'll see anyway. Um, the first one is uh, Meal. Would you rather do the Hoopty Doo musical review, which is at Fort Wilderness uh, Pioneer Hall, the Fort Wilderness Cabins uh, Campground uh, Pioneer Hall, or would you do Spirit? Would you rather do Spirit of Aloha, which is at Ohana? Uh, kind of give a little bit of background to each one. Obviously, Hoopty Doo is. Um, a kind of a, a country music, I'd say, a comedy show, like kind of hee haw. It's got uh, the food is uh, fried chicken, ribs, uh, baked beans, uh, corn, cornbread, strawberry shortcake. It's it's a lot of just really good comfort foods. And Spirit of Aloha is kind of a Polynesian dinner. It's at Ohana, a lot of fire twirling, a lot of uh, Polynesian dances, and that's more of a Polynesian food. Like it's a, it's a luau is basically what it is so you get a lot of uh, pork and rice and stuff like that so both of them have interesting things to, to, to offer um, so we'll start with that we'll go with Logan Logan's the youngest so he gets to answer first he'll put you on the spot would you rather Hoopty Doo Musical Review or Spirit of Aloha I would rather Hoopty Doo Musical Review because well one I think the food's better there and they have a lot and they have a good dinner show Good dinner show. So you like the, the show. It's it's a lot more, a lot more comedy. Um, I mean, they come in banging the drum. They 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 screaming. They walking through the audience. They do all those things. You get you waving your towels and everything, or your your handkerchiefs. Um, I I'm not surprised that you went with that one because I know you're a big fan of that show. I know you're a big fan of the the fried chicken, and the the corn and the pretty much everything there, but definitely the fried chicken. Uh, Caleb, we'll go to you next. Would you rather hoop to do musical review or Spirit of Aloha? Now, we've been to both, so um, we can we can answer this one pretty easily, but which which one would you rather do? I would rather do um, Spirit of Aloha because I really like the pulled pork over there and the fire twirling is my best thing, the, my favorite thing there. Yeah, you've always, even, I mean, I know the first trip that we took, uh, we went to Festival of the Lion King, and that's where one of the fire twirlers uh, performs uh, during that show. And I remember you just being, you know, completely amazed by all the, the acrobatic stuff that he was doing with the fire twirling. And I remember Spirit of Aloha when we went. It was one of those weird days because it poured down raining. Yeah, it poured down raining the whole day. We were worried that they weren't going to have the show. As a matter of fact, we sat in the Ohana lobby for a long time wondering whether or not they were going to have it and they told us at the last minute yeah we're going to have it and they did it in the rain um that was that fire was still lit yeah the fire was still lit during the show and it, after the afterwards caleb went and took a picture with the the fire twirler so um i do like the pulled pork there i like the jasmine rice and they got the best i don't know what they call the bread the bread there that they have with the honey butter or something like that is really really good um I knew. I figured you'd go with the spirit of Aloha because you're a big fire twirler, and 
and you like that. And even though it was raining the night we went, uh, I had a lot of fun. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, you know, getting to see all the all the Polynesian dances, all the hula dances and stuff, and obviously the big finale with the fire was pretty awesome. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with with Logan on this one. I, I love Hoopty Doo. I mean, I think that's something that if you go into Disney, you have to experience at least one time. I, I mean, I would say do both Spirit of Aloha if you can. But if you ask me which one would I do, I would definitely do uh, Hoopty Doo. I love the fried chicken. I love the ribs. I love all the sides. Uh, I love the show. I mean, I get involved in the show. Um, it was the 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 first show we did when we were uh, when my wife and I Timberly got married. We went on our honeymoon there, and the very first day there, we did Animal Kingdom in the morning, and then that night we did the Hoop to Do show. So there's a lot of memories there uh, for me. So I definitely prefer um, Hoop to Do over the Spirit of Aloha. The second one, let's do Resort. And this is always the one that I think is the most fun when we do it in the core because this is kind of a dreaming, you know, talking about dreaming of Mickey podcast. This is kind of a dream for a lot of people because not everybody gets to stay at the super duper deluxe resorts as I call them. Some people have to stay uh, at the smaller resorts. Some people have to, you know, do timeshare. Some people do... Um, you know, all property resorts. So this is always one that we kind of look at. And we say, in a dream world, if you had, you know, all the money or you had every chance you can to do it, which one would you do? The one we went up, we came up with it today, is an interesting one. Uh, would you rather stay at Animal Kingdom in a Savannah View room, Animal Kingdom Lodge, or would you rather stay on the boardwalk with a basically a view of the boardwalk? Um, just to kind of give a little background of both resorts. Obviously, Animal Kingdom is located on Animal Kingdom property. It's the Savannah view. It has all the animals uh, that you see in the African Savannah. Uh, so zebras and giraffes and all those animals. And you get to see them from your room. You have a balcony overlooking there. Uh, you get to see them in the morning when you wake up and you eat your breakfast. Uh, if you decide to do that on the balcony. Um, so, th so that's a... That's a definitely a, a perk to, to staying at Animal Kingdom in Savannah View. Boardwalk is where all the action is. It's a, it's a nighttime party. There's jugglers. There's uh, per performers. There's all the basically all the restaurants have nighttime activities. Uh, and then you're right close to Beaches and Cream, <laughs> which we love. And then you can walk into Epcot. I mean, you can you basically have your own entrance into Epcot, the back entrance. So you can go straight to Epcot, go to Beer Garden, go to Vietnapoli, uh, go to Tepanito. You can go wherever you want in Epcot and World Showcase. So let's start with Caleb. Um, since Logan went first last time, <laughs> we'll do Caleb. So Caleb, would you rather Animal Kingdom, Lodge, Savannah View Room, or a boardwalk room with a balcony overlooking the boardwalk? Mm, this one's a hard one, but I have to go with Animal Kingdom Lodge because... Animal Kingdom. My favorite ride there is Expedition Everest and Kali River Rapids, so that I would have to go there, so it would be easier to get there. Yeah, and, and the cool thing about the staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge is like you said, you're right there um, at Animal Kingdom and the, the animals. I mean, where else can you stay where you have animals right outside your door? I mean, giraffes eating in the trees right outside your, your balcony. Uh, Logan, would you rather Animal Kingdom Lodge 
Savannah View Room or Boardwalk. Now, we've never stayed at either resort. We've been to both. We visited both, and so we never had a chance to stay at um, Savannah View Room, but we've been to both resorts, so we kind of know what both resorts have to offer. Which one would you rather? I would go with Caleb because, one, you can see all the animals, and they have a good restaurant inside of couple good restaurants. Yeah, yeah Sanaa Boma. restaurants in um, the lobby. Yeah. The, and, uh, you know, one aspect of Animal Kingdom Lodge is they um, they have the night vision stuff, which you can do when you get back from the uh, from the parks. You get night vision goggles, and you can see some of the animals out in, in the nighttime when it's gotten dark, and you kind of get a chance to look at them. Yeah, I, I'm going to make it a, a clean, clean sweep, and I'm going to say Animal Kingdom Lodge also. Um that's always been one of my dreams. I love Animal Kingdom Lodge. I just think that the, the, the decorations there, the food, like you said, the restaurants are delicious. Not saying that Boardwalk doesn't have good restaurants. I think if I stayed at Boardwalk, I would go eat at Epcot. That would be my preference. I'd go walk over and, and like I said, maybe go to Beer Garden or Vianopoli. Um, but, yeah, Animal Kingdom, I think, went out because I just, sitting on the balcony, on, at, at sunset, watching the animals, waking up in the morning, having my coffee, and maybe eating a bowl of cereal on the on the balcony while watching the animals. That would be the ultimate for me. So the last one we're going to do is a park. Uh, and it's not necessarily what park would you rather do. It's what perk or what ride or what... We, we do so many different variations of this. So the one we came up with today is would you rather unlimited fast passes at Epcot or a behind the scenes exclusive tour at Magic Kingdom and uh, obviously Epcot has some great great attractions probably one of our favorite parks uh, as a family you know Soarin especially the new Soarin ride Test Track Mission Space Spaceship Earth um, you know, was that Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo, Living with the Land, which I think is a very, very underrated ride. I love that ride. Uh, I like Journey into Imagination with Figment. That's one of my favorite rides. I like Ellen's Energy Adventure, which we keep hearing is going to turn into a Guardians of the Galaxy ride at one point or some kind of a thing. I like the rides in World Showcase. I like El, uh, well, it's not El Rio del Tiempo. It's the Three Caballeros ride in Mexico. And now, obviously, with the Frozen ride, I know you were a big Maelstrom fan, Caleb, but with the Frozen ride there. So think of that. Unlimited Fast Passes at Epcot or a behind-the-scenes tour, which means you get to see everything behind the scenes at Magic Kingdom. So that means you're probably rocking on a lot of rides there. You're probably going to walk on the Dwarf Mine Train. You're probably going to walk on Space Mountain. You're going to get to see... All those rides from behind the scenes. Um, let's go with Logan, the youngest, less experienced of the two. Uh, which one would you rather? It's pretty hard, but I gotta go with the unlimited fast passes at Epcot, cause we'll, you can go on Soren, and you can also get onto any of your any of the rides like quickly. Yeah. And you have unlimited. Yeah, what's What's your favorite ride there? What do you think? What would you say? Of all the rides that they have at Epcot, what's the one that, if you could just ride over and over, which one would it be? It's a hard one. Yeah. I think. I do you like Soren. I do you like Finding Nemo. That's a cool ride. Uh, Spaceship Earth, I think, is an awesome ride. I think, but I'm a history buff and I like that kind of stuff. And 
I like the slow moving ride. I like to smell Rome burning. I like to hear the little paper boy shouting extra, extra. I like to, you know, the girl on the on the, on the computer lab. She always winks at me every time we pass by. Don't tell mom I said that. I know mom gets mad. She gets jealous every time we pass by because the girl winks at me. But I like that ride. That's one of my favorite rides. Um, but there are others. I mean, Test Track. <laughs> I could ride that all day long. I know you haven't. You've only. Have you done it yet, Logan? I have. You have. And he I said it was. It. He said it was all right. I said I had to sit on the side that was just leaning over. Yeah, and it was a little intense for you, but that was when you were younger. I think you 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 know obviously more in tune with it now. So, Kayla, we'll turn it over to you. Which would you rather? The unlimited. And I know Epcot, you have a lot of favorite rides there. Obviously, Mission Space, one of your favorites. Um, Test Trap, one of your favorites. I know you like Soren. Not one of your favorites, but I know you like it. Which, and then you got, you know, obviously, you got the Magic Kingdom. Um, which one would you rather? You know what? I would have to say I would want the um, behind-the-scenes tour of Magic Kingdom because I want to be an engineer when I grow up, and I want to see how how they put all the fireworks together at night, like in the morning. They just do that. I also want to see how they do what they do in um, the the 4D shows at that at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and that's something that you've always been interested in the Imagineering part of Disney. Um, that's that's something that you, from the from a very early age you've always said that's I mean I think we got a picture of you when you were seven or eight years old when you were going to school and it said what do you want to be when you grow up and you said I want to work at Disney I think back then you wanted to be a bus driver you just said Disney cast member but I think you wanted to be a bus driver so it doesn't surprise me I mean I know that you love Epcot I know that you you could ride test track probably a thousand times a day was that may I say something else yeah go ahead well, I would Epcot's cool with the unlimited fast pass, but I would have to go with Magic Kingdom because I want to see how all that works. And I had the chance; we all had the chance to meet um, cast members that worked at Disney World at Epcot. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, we did. Yeah, we sat with them at Beer Garden, um, and that was pretty cool because he kind of gave us a, a glimpse of of his life, which was interesting because he was off. He was not working that day, and he was in—he was in entertainment. So he worked inside the entertainment part of the park, whether he was a a character or he was a you know a character handler or whatever. So uh, he got to see a different part of the park. But he always—he said that even on his days off, he loved going to the park because he knew how things worked behind the scenes. So he was able to appreciate illuminations and all those things so much more. Um, for me, man, that's a tough one. I I, I love. Magic Kingdom. That's that's my favorite part. The, the feeling you get when you walk down Main Street USA, uh, the sights, the sounds, the smells, um, and then when you get to the castle and you can spread out. There's so many lands to see, and that you can go this way or that way or the other way. And it, it, I mean, there's so many things you could choose from. And at the same time, Epcot. I love soaring. Um, I love Test Track. I love the World Showcase. I could spend hours in the World Showcase just exploring that area of the park. I love, like I said, I, I love Spaceship Earth. But that's why I'm touring on this one. But I think that ultimately I, I got to go with, with Caleb. And I got to do the behind-the-scenes tour. I want to I want to walk through the Utilidors. I want to be under Magic Kingdom. 
walking freely around the park, so to speak, underneath the park. So I want to see how they go from point A to point B. How do you get from Fantasyland to the front of Main Street USA without having to go through the crowd? I want to see, like Caleb said, I want to see them setting up the fireworks every morning, getting it ready for that afternoon. I want to see them, you know, as far as um, how the rides work. You know, there's a lot of interesting rides there. There's a lot of, a lot of interesting shows there. Um, so that would be, I think, obviously they have a behind-the-scenes tour. What we're talking about is like the exclusive Imagineer walking you through and telling you, hey, this is how we do this, this is how we do that, kind of giving you all the secrets. And I mean, I'm sure that tour exists for the Powerball winners, uh, the, the ultra-rich of the world, but there is a behind-the-scenes tour at Disney, and uh, you can do it. It's part of uh, it's part of an extra, extra cost, obviously, but you can't do it. So, once again, we kind of went through the, 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 the meal, the resort, the park, and thought we had fun with it. Good job, guys. Uh, it was fun doing this, and uh, we'll do it again next week. We'll come up with three new questions, and uh, what's that? We should do, like, our favorite things at Disney. Oh, we'll do some other stuff, too. This is obviously just one part of it, but the Would You Rather is a game that I thought we had to put in the podcast because it's something we always do in the core in um, – and, you know, people at home, make sure that, uh, you know, you chime in. Uh, let us know what your favorite, you know, would you rather is. I mean, out of these three, which one would you rather do? Um, and then when you're in the car on your way to Disney World or on your way to another vacation, play you the would you rather game. Come up with some cool scenarios. You'll be surprised at, at some of the things you can come up with, some of the crazy, uh, like I said, that one that always comes to mind is would you rather camp out at Jungle Cruise. We always say that. Would you rather, you know, pitch a tent in the middle of Jungle Cruise one night and just stay there? That would be kind of cool. <laughs> would you rather sleep in the, um... In the canopy? In the, um, Cinderella's Castle. Yeah, would you rather sleep at Cinderella's Castle or would you rather sleep at Bay Lake Towers or, you know, th those kind of things we did a lot of. Um, and then we'll, we'll add a lot of those to, to the show as we go on. Uh, but it was a good first episode, so Caleb, Logan, I want Thank you again, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. So, yeah, that's a fun little segment we're going to do every week. Uh, try to get my wife, Timberly, involved in a couple of them. We love to play that Would You Rather game. It's, it's just a lot of fun to kind of see – um, you know where our where our heads are as far as these trips, and you know what 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 kind of excites us. So, uh, I'm going to end the podcast now with some emails and listener questions. These obviously is the first podcast, so there's no listener questions, but these are emails that I've gotten in the last couple of days, just asking about Disney Disney trips. Um, and hopefully, this will give you a chance to kind of, if you had this on your mind, you could answer this question uh, without having to kind of look it up or or whatever but uh the first one is um got dining reservations at a resort so in other words you got a, you got a dining reservation at chef mickey's in contemporary or whispering canyon in wilderness lodge but you're not staying there you're at port orleans you're at pop century so you're staying at another resort you have reservations dining reservations at a different resort you don't have a car how do i get from my resort to Wilderness Lodge without a car. 
Obviously, if you want to take a cab, you can. If you want to take Uber, you can. Um, those are options. I prefer when I get to Disney World, I park my car, or if, I, if, if I've flown in, I take the Magical Express. I want Disney to drive me everywhere. That's the one week where I don't have to worry about traffic. I can let Disney worry about it for me. So the way you could do this, no car. So if you want to get to um, Wilderness Lodge or anything in Magic Kingdom, I would take the Magic Kingdom bus. And when you get off, get either get the take the boat to Wilderness Lodge. Probably the fastest way is take the boat. Um, same with uh, if it's one of the monorail resorts, I would jump on the monorail or take the monorail over to Grand Floridian or Polynesian or um, or Contemporary. Um, if you got to go to somewhere in the Epcot area, I would, like I said, take the Epcot bus and then transfer from there to one of the resorts you want. You don't have to be staying at Animal Kingdom to get on the Animal Kingdom Lodge bus. And so that's that's one of the things that I think a lot of people struggle with is that they think that, oh, I'm staying in Animal Kingdom, I can't visit, I can't visit Pop Century or I can't visit Wilderness Lodge. And you can visit them all. And like I said, what I would do is do a little bit of advanced planning, see where your resort, the resort your de- the resort destination is as far as parks. If it's in the studios area, go to the studios bus. If it's in the Epcot area, go to the Epcot bus. That's kind of confusing because Epcot and studios are kind of the same area, so you could take either bus. But either way, take the shortest route possible, and um, and that'll be the way to do it. So you can get on a bus and go to the theme park, so to speak, but immediately get off that bus and get on the next bus or monorail or boat, whatever. So you can do it without having any transportation. Uh, if you did drive, though, I would recommend go ahead and drive your vehicle to that resort. Tell them you're there for that reservation, and uh, they'll let you park there for free for a couple hours, and then uh, you can take advantage of that and, and uh, have your meal and then head back to your normal resort. Hope that helped you. Uh, the second one uh, question I got, well, the other only other question I got this week is uh, – I have a base ticket. Can I re-enter the park if I leave? Yes. Uh, it's another misconception. People think base tickets. People hear park hopper and they think, okay, I can go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Park hopper means you can go from Epcot to Magic Kingdom to Studios to Animal Kingdom all in one day. Base ticket means you can go to one park, but you can go to that park as many times as you want as long as that park is open. So I recommend to a lot of people, if Magic Kingdom's open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and you're staying at Pop Century and you have a base ticket, show up early, take that break around lunchtime, go back to the resort, swim a little bit, maybe take a little nap, go back to Magic Kingdom that afternoon, and you can do that. Your base ticket allows you unlimited reentry into that park that you started at during the day. So if you started at Epcot, you have to go back to Epcot. You can't switch over and go to... Animal Kingdom or Studios or, or Magic Kingdom. So if you have a base ticket, just to kind of reiterate, if you have a base ticket, you can go to one park per day, but you can re-enter that park as many times as you want. If you have a park hopper, you can go to as many parks as you want during the day. And I know a lot of people get a park hopper, and they want to do all four parks. Try to do one ride in each park. That's a cool little challenge to do. One day I'm going to try it. 
But I hope that helps you out. If you have a base ticket, you can re-enter as many times as you want. There's no, there's no limit to it. Once you're in the in that park, you can leave, come back, leave, come back, as long as that park is open. So that'll do it for the first podcast, Dreaming of Mickey podcast. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. If you like what you've heard, uh, tell a friend. Uh, let them know about this podcast and uh, spread the word. I'll, you know, social media is an amazing thing. You can get a lot accomplished by letting people know what you're listening to. And if you, you want to share it on Facebook or, or Twitter, that would be awesome. I appreciate it. Um, give me a review. Let people know. Um what I'm doing, if it's bad, that's fine. If you have a question or you have a problem with the podcast, you can always email me at ftjbrady at gmail.com, and uh, I'll answer any questions you have. And uh, if, if it's one for the podcast, I'll read them on next week's podcast. So I appreciate everybody listening, and have a magical day.